This message is brought to you by Heartland Family Fellowship. Hi, my name is Steve Finney, and I will be your speaker today. We thank you for listening in on our podcast and hope that the Lord does bless you as you listen today. We first want to welcome our online listeners. Today's message is entitled Mother, the Giving Tree. And we want to thank all of those who sent emails in last week from last week's message. That was a difficult one, but uh, it was still fun to say the least to present the truth uh, to those that heard it. So we've been in the middle of a discussion talking about the book, The Giving Tree, and the parallels of the teachings that possibly we can extract from that from that little children's book. Any of the comments that you can make about what you just saw and heard? And did the boy ever get relationship? The bad part about the story is it kind of leaves you with the boy who became an old man never really did get it. Like there's kind of the rest of the story. So I think we should probably talk about the rest of the story here a little bit. In the Hebrew, Hebrew word for mother. Does anyone want to try to pronounce the Hebrew word for mother? Yeah, neither do I. So, what are the most fun, fondest, loving, caring, enjoyable moments you remember about your mother? Even if you're little, you're bound to have some good memories. I remember my mother, especially during church services. We lived in the islands of Samoa where all the women were pretty much more like what we consider a mumu. And so I just remember my mother always feeling so cuddly and huggable in her mumu. You know, there's so much material and you know, you get your arms around. Kind of get lost in it. Get lost in it a little bit. But she always, we were always allowed to, you know, lay our head on her lap when we were younger. And she would, even though there were seven of us, you know, one of us, whoever was sitting closest, if we got tired, she'd let us lay her head on her lap. So hmm. that's a fond memory. What about smells? Are there smells that you have today that instantly take you back to a time with your mother? Glycerin rose water. Glycerin rose water. It smells like Deborah's lavender roses she brought. Okay. How about you younger ones? That's nice, isn't it? Can you imagine being a kid growing up without hugs? Be pretty tough, wouldn't it? Huh? It was horrible. Yeah. In fact, when I was really little, Grandma Leela had to touch me with rubber gloves. She had to put her hands in the gloves and would touch me with rubber gloves. I hate rubber gloves to this day. Because Opa lived in an oxygen tent and I was allergic to everything. Now will you look at Not so much, a little bit. But hugs are really, 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 really important, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And Oma gives lots of hugs. 
Very good. When mommy tucks me into bed and prays with me. Oh, yeah. That's really fun, too, huh? Or like when Oma makes you girls pancakes. Oh, yeah. And bacon. It's the only time we get bacon. Real bacon. It is fun helping mommies. The mommy list can go on and on and on and on and on and on and on, like the gimme tree, right? How about when mommy puts the bib on the wrong person? Mommy! Would mommy do that? Oh boy. I love about mommy. I love about mommy when she plays with us in the school. Okay, we're going to have another mommy time here in a few minutes. But, you know, open is Hebrew. i got to get some Hebrew in there. So let's talk about some Hebrew. This word says woman, and I think that's what mommies are, right? And in Hebrew, woman means what comes out of fire. Or what comes out of man. It can mean either one of those. Believe it or not, women, it is easier for them to come out of fire than it is for men. Men have the tendency to feel sorry for themselves and to pout and uh, cut the tree off, make a boat, and sail away. While the mother, the woman, is the one that usually has to come out of the fire. Do you know what one of the words are to describe the Holy Spirit? It's fire. Do you remember when the disciples were in the upper room and they were all sitting around and all of a sudden they looked around and they saw something on top of each other's heads? Do you remember what was on top of each other's heads? Feet. No! The feet were where the feet were supposed to be. Fire. Fire. Because fire is the number one symbol of woman or spirit or life. Do you know why we have light on the earth? Come on, remember your science classes. Why do we have light on the earth? Because God made it. Yes, He did. But he made something to give us light on the earth. Fire. fire. A great big ball of fire in the sky lights up and that is why the spirit is called light in life. It comes from the fire. You see, way back when God gave us our language... He talked in such a way that matched his creation. 
They're not different. They're exactly the same. So a woman means what comes out of the fire. Have you ever heard the term Mother Earth? Do you know where they get that term? They believe that the earth is female because it is what comes out of the fire. Now, some of the people don't believe it in the way that we do with creation. They add extra stuff to it that's kind of weird, don't they? But the fact is that life is referred to as a she by most people and even the Hebrew. Why would it also mean what comes out of man? Yeah. Remember when God put Adam asleep? And he fell asleep and then God did surgery? Somehow took a rib out of Adam's side and he formed woman. It also tells us in the Hebrew that men are usually fire starters. You see? And what that means is that men are usually going out and sometimes they're evangelists and they're preachers and they're whatever it is they're doing, they're creating or they're starting something. And family comes out of starting with man. Now let's look at the Hebrew word for mother. The actual word translated out means strong water. It's like a... I've never been to Niagara Falls, but they tell me that the noise of the falling water is almost breaks your eardrums. Now I've been at the mouth of the Nile in Uganda in Kenya and I have stood there and listened to those roaring waters. Remember that Abby? And it, you could not hear each other talk. And that's what God calls a mother. Roaring strong water. Nothing can get in its way. And if you do because we imagine when we were standing there at the mouth of the Nile, what would happen if we got thrown into it? Nothing's going to stop that water from, from coming out of that lake. Nothing. And that's what mother means. Strong water. So every time that you hear water coming out of a faucet, every time you hear water trickling down a creek, Every time you hear water in a big waterfall, you might as well think about your mom. And that's why moms cannot be pushed around very much or very easy. Because they're strong water. They've got one place to go. And that's to get from the mouth all the way down to the end of the river. That's the goal. And that's like a mother. So, now I want to make some connections here of the giving tree with mother. Okay? So let's take a look at that. 
In 1 Corinthians 15.45 it says, So also it is written, The first man, Adam, became a living soul. The last Adam, who is the last Adam? Jesus. The last Adam, Jesus, became a life-giving spirit. Spirit in the Hebrew can also be translated out as tree. Do you remember the, in the garden there were two primary kinds of trees? There were thousands of trees. But there were two trees that God pointed out. What were they? The tree of life and the tree of knowledge. The tree of knowledge usually starts fires and the tree of life usually quenches. So, the first Adam, something happened to him. Do you remember what it was? What? He went to the wrong tree. And he took apples from that wrong tree and he ate that wrong tree. And that tree was not a giving tree. That tree was a taking tree. And it gave bad fruit. So we had a tree that gave good fruit, fruit like the giving tree, and we had a tree that gave bad fruit, and that fruit, that's why we have sin inside of us today, is because of the fruit that came from the bad tree. Now, it also says in Revelations 2.7, it says, He who has an ear, I think every one of us here has an ear at least, one, He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the church. Now, we've already talked about what Spirit is. What Spirit? What's the Holy Spirit? Fire. <coughs> huh? Light. Light. And it's the very Spirit of God. So, the Holy Spirit says to the church, well, what's a church? Are you the church? Yes. Yes, we are the church. Christians are the church. So the Holy Spirit says to us, to him who overcomes, I will grant to eat of the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. There, there's a city that is going to come, and we're going to talk about this someday. It will not be today, because it's a subject all by itself. But the great city of Zion is coming someday, and right in the middle of this city, this city is so big, it's 1,500 miles one way, 1,500 miles that way and 1,500 miles straight up in the air. That is a big city. That's like from here to New York. Almost. That's a big city. And right in the middle of the city is this tree of life, this giving tree. But the difference between the real tree of life and the tree in this story 
is God did not let anyone tear this tree down or cut from it. It's preserved. And we're going to get to eat from it someday. So here's our story. Once there was a giving tree who loved her little children. And every day her children would come to play, swing from her branches, sleeping in her arms, and be taught by her words of wisdom. Now that's a memory that actually was talked about a couple minutes ago, is sleeping in mommy's arms or laying in mommy's lap. But how come children don't do that with their daddies? They, they do, but not like mommies. How come? Even if the mommy got killed in a car accident and went to heaven and there was a daddy and his mommy who was trying to help raise the kids, guess where the kids would go? They'd run to grandma. Why is that? Yeah, that's one of the reasons. And the now let's remember something. In every soul of every child, every child, even the naughty children that are out there. There's I know there's none in this room, but even the naughty children that are out there, God puts something very, very special inside children that says, run to the tree of life. Run to the tree that will give you life. And, as it is even told to us in Genesis chapter 1, that Eve became the what? She's the mother of all living things. And that is why children will run to the mother as the giving tree versus the father. Now father can be giving and most of them are. And most dads are fun to hang around. But when you get a, an owie, we usually have to have our mommies. But we can't say that's always true. But it usually is true. If mommy's in the room and daddy's in the room, the children usually run to the mommy. And so they love, and oh, the mother tree was happy. Oh, the giving tree was glad. Now it says here in 1 Thessalonians 2.7 it says, But we prove to be gentle among you as a nursing mother tenderly cares for her own children. So I have looked in the Bible many times to try to find if there are verses about daddies like that. I couldn't find any. Do you know that when you are singing and all of a sudden you start raising your hands to the Lord 
and you feel all mushy inside with the Lord and you, you're you talking to Jesus like He's your best friend. And He is. You know who is helping you feel that way? The Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit has seven words that describe the Holy Spirit. They happen to be the exact same seven words that describe Hebrew woman. Women even help us, men, feel excited and feel love and feel caring and we have to literally be taught by our wives and our moms and our aunts on how to respond to children and how to respond to wives and how to respond to sisters because it's not in us. We have to be taught. And that is why we see so many scriptures that actually say that But we prove to be gentle among you just like nursing mothers. And it's like when your mommy is nursing your youngest, the baby, how tender, how sweet, how gentle that is. That is how we are called by God to be with each other. And God uses mommies as the example. So here's more of the story. But soon our children grew older and one day they came and said, Can you give me some money, Mother Tree, to buy something I have found? Kind of like an allowance ahead of time. Well, I have no money, said the Mother Tree, just apples, twigs, and leaves. But you can take my apples and my precious, my precious children... Not sell the children, but you can take my apples, precious children, and sell them in town. And so, and so they did, and oh, the mother tree was very happy. Oh, how she was glad. Matthew 5, 42 says, Give to him who asks of you, and do not turn away from him who wants to borrow from you. Now I want to, talk about this for a minute. Uh, can you guys tell me what it feels like to have someone constantly ask something from you? Constantly take something from you? What's it feel like? Horrible? Angry? Yeah. Exhausting. Being used? It's like they don't really love you for who you are. They love you for getting some apples from you. Or some twigs. Or something to make a, a tree house. Doesn't feel good, does it? No. Now, can you imagine Jesus is saying, if someone takes your coat, give them your shoes too. And if someone takes your shirt, give him your hat too. And that's what mothers do. They don't just give you what you ask for. They give you much, much more than you ask for. Because they know it's not in the coat. They know it's in relationship. 
Now, there's another verse that's not so pleasant and it says, if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to the left. So, you get slapped on the right cheek and you just turn your cheek to the left and then they slap the left cheek. Now, why would Jesus, being such a perfect God, a perfect Son, say something so silly? Who wants to be slapped on the cheek? Not me. Who wants to be taken advantage of? Because usually when our brother or our sister or a friend takes something from us, we take something back. The way you learn how to give, the way that Jesus is talking about, is by watching your mother. That is our lesson this morning. The way you learn how to live like this is by watching your mother. And if you have a selfish mother who's constantly taking, it's because your mother has not been taught yet. But women have this inside them to constantly give and give and give and give. And even when their children turn around and say, I don't like you. They still have to give. They are the example of this giving life, this giving tree that we're talking about. But soon again her children came back and they said to the mother tree, we are now grown children and we must have a house that's all our own. That's a problem in America. As children grow up and they leave the family and they move somewhere else and they don't even want to be connected to the family anymore. And that's what this boy was doing in the story. He's going, I don't want to live here. I just want to sail away and live somewhere else. Well, if you're not around family, you're going to have lots of troubles. That's the way it works. The more family you have and the more you're around the family, the more help you have to do all the things that you have to do. I can't give you a house, she said. The forest is my house. But you may cut my branches off and build yourselves some homes. So the children wouldn't want to do anything like that, right? Yeah, but they did. And so they did. And the mother tree was still happy. The reason why that Jesus says turn the other cheek because usually when you get slapped on one side, you want to run and hide. Because you have pain, you're upset, and you're not forgiving them, so you run and you hide. But if you are to the point where you can lean in again and turn the other cheek, Jesus knows that as long as you keep turning the other cheek, you'll stay close to that person. And as long as you're close to that person, a relationship is soon to develop, even if they're your enemy. And by the way, whoever it is that's slapping, they're the one that doesn't want to be around the person who's being slapped. So if you keep moving forward when you're being slapped, you want to be around them, they don't want to be around you. So the best way to show someone that they're doing wrong is by staying close to them when they're hurting you. 
And that is supposed to be the ultimate story of the giving tree. Is the giving tree always stays where the giving tree was planted. The giving tree always continues to give so the boy would come back. The tree hoping that they would have a relationship, but that's not necessarily how the story ended. Luke chapter 6, verses 27 and 28 say, But I say to you who hear, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. And pray for those who mistreat you. Well, that's not what we're taught by the world. What we're taught by the world is to run from your enemies. To hide from your enemies. And if they don't like you, in fact, if they hate you, stay away from them. And if they say bad words about you, plug your ears. But that is not what Jesus was saying to us. He wants us to be able to stay close to the person so that he can do the loving through us. Then the story says, A time went by and the children came back with sadness in their eyes. Oh, our lives have turned so cold, they said. And we need sunny days. We need light. We need warmth. And the children know that the the mother is the only one that can give them that warmth. Because they don't have the tree of life living inside them yet. So there's actually a deeper message in this story if we listen very carefully. I have nothing but my trunk, she says, but you can cut it down and build yourselves a boat and sail away. It's like a mother saying, if that's what you believe you need to do, then go ahead and do it. But I'll be here, waiting for you again. And it's kind of like the prodigal son story. Remember that story in the Bible? When the boy wanted his money so he could leave? Oftentimes I wondered if that's where this guy got this story. The idea of it. And he left and he went out there and he started eating with the pigs and all that other stuff. And then he came back to his dad and he said, Dad, I have sinned. So, moms have to say sometimes, Okay, okay, if that's what you believe you need to do. Which we know it didn't turn out very well, did it? And so they did. And oh, by the way, the mother was very happy. Because she gave. She wasn't happy that they're running. She was happy because she gave. She did what she was supposed to do. And in Luke 15 is this story about the prodigal son. So if you want to read it as a follow-up story in your family devotion time, this would be a good story to review this week. Is the story of the prodigal son out of Luke chapter 15 starting at verse 11. And the, and the end of the story did work out better than the giving tree is the boy did come back. He said that he sinned by mistreating his father. 
He sought his forgiveness. His father forgave him and accepted him back into the family. And that is also the story of us coming to Jesus Christ for salvation. No matter how bad we act, Jesus always opens his arms and says, I am the tree of life. And that is literally one of his names. I am the tree of life. Come unto me, all of you who are weary and heavy laden, who are bothered by something, and I will let you rest, give you rest. It's a beautiful story. And after years, her children came back, and all of them were old. I really cannot help you if you ask for another gift. I'm nothing but an old stump now. I'm sorry, but I have nothing more to give but the life of Christ within. You know that's why I like hanging around wise old people. Because see, they're not caught up in apples, they're not caught up in twigs, they're not caught up in boats, they're not caught up in in houses, they're not caught up in any of that stuff. They just have all this wisdom inside them and hopefully the life of Jesus Christ. And when you hang around them and just sit there, rest with them, they can pass that wisdom on to you. That's why we should love grandmas and grandpas. <coughs> and if you don't have a grandpa or a grandma that has the life of Christ in them, it's very sad. Back to Luke 15, verses 17 through 24 shows us the conclusion of this story. And I want to read this part. But when he came to his senses, I will get up and go to my father. And I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven. And in your sight, I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me as one of your hired men. So he got up and came to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion for him and ran and embraced him and kissed him. And the father said, for this son of mine was dead and has become, has come to life again. He was lost and has been found. And they began to celebrate. That's how the story should have ended. Is the celebration that comes when we return to the tree of life and that tree of life still does have those arms to stretch out around us and say, I love you. I accept you. I forgive you. Just like your mommy did over and over and over. Jesus, if you think your mommy is forgiving, and your mommy can put up with a lot, and if you get to watch your mother go through her life cycle, meaning you got to grow up with her being alive and around you, and then seeing the Lord bring her to heaven you get to see the privilege of the life cycle of a mother. And most mothers that walk the face of the earth are more endearing and loved and want to love and the grandchildren and the children want to be loved even after they're gone. That is the number one thing that they miss the most is the love of a mother. They miss their fathers and they miss a lot about their fathers but I've heard hundreds if not thousands of times in a counseling office how much a child misses their mother. 
They usually miss the father for his strength and his leadership and his direction. But the mother, when a mother passes away and goes on to heaven, there's something that can never be filled. No matter how old the child gets, it never gets replaced. There is nothing more special on the face of the earth than a mother as a gift from God. There just isn't. There's so much God shows us and gives us through the mother. I do not need very much now. Just a quiet place to rest. The children, they whispered, all with weary smiles. Well, said the mother tree, an old stump is good for that. Come, children, she said. Sit down, sit down and rest in Christ. And so they did. And oh, the mother tree was very happy. And who wants to read the last line? Go for it. The tree of life within the mother is who really is joyful. See, that's all Jesus wants. And mothers show us the life and power of the Holy Spirit, the life of Christ, the Spirit of God, more than any human. Of course, there's only male and female. The males show the characteristics of God the Son, and the females show the characteristics of God the Holy Spirit. Greater love is no one than this, that one lay down his life for his friends, which we could easily say, greater love is no one than this, that a mother lay down her life for her children. Thank you for joining us today. Heartland Family Fellowship is a local church plant here in Sterling, Kansas. Our fellowship includes the family and all levels of worship. Our mission is to bring families back together spiritually, relationally, and physically. Many people ask us, what does that really mean, or how does it benefit them? Well, it means that you can bring your entire family to any of Heartland's events. And we will work to keep the focus on God Jesus Christ, and the body of Christ without dividing up the family at the front door. If you're interested in learning more about our fellowship or other family-integrated fellowships, please log on to our website. That is www.heartlandfellowship.org. We thank you for joining us. Get yourself in a bottle, a shirt off your back. Need a floor, need a couch, need a bus fare.